people. It is Dave, Duncan, Kyle, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have been checking out the new album from Polish progressive grindcore band Antigamma. The band's new album, Whiteout, don't do it, will be released on July 15th. Via well, the song is Wipeout, but every time I hear it, I just like. I wasn't gonna, and then you mentioned it. We spoke about this earlier on a different review. If you set me up, see, don't do it. Don't press the red button. You're all I'm pressing it. We're all fucked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, July fifteenth, self-made God Records. This is the first full length from Antigamma in seven years. The last full length being the Insolent, which was in twenty fifteen. Um, although they did release a mini LP in 2017 called The Present. Um, Antigamma have been active for 22 years. Ooh. And uh, Whiteout will be album number eight from the band. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I've never heard of these guys. What is going on? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, this kind of feels like you've dropped the ball here. It really does. It really does. Well, you dropped um, it hard. Yeah, the album was recorded and mixed at JNS Studio between May and September 2021 by Paul Grabowski and Antigamma, and then mastered by James Plotkin at Plotkin Works. So, uh, yeah, this album was selected as part of our album revi- album review roulette oh. uh, a couple of weeks back, which Kyle rel- randomly selected. It's been a Kyle. Kyle. Um, so yeah, we were kind of going into this blind, other than knowing what the genre was, which was progressive grindcore. Um, so, Kyle, hello. You've been in uh, Norway. These guys been in Poland. I've got, I've, I've got a feeling there's maybe a little connection here. You know, maybe there's something happening between I you think and these you guys. Need to look at a map again. Poland's quite <laughs> far away from Norway. Shut up, Duncan. <laughs> Didn't ask for your opinion. We, Kyle. Like, Kyle, Kyle. That great Scandinavian country, Poland. <laughs> it, could, it could be. Home of Vikings. <laughs> um, like, what are we doing here? Norway. Of Germany. Norway and Poland, like this. Norway, like, oh, yeah, city the of Western Poland, country, um, yeah. almost you can almost hug them, Kyle. And in, in fairness, in fairness, we have established in the past that Kyle has travelled a bit, and he was he was he was kind of, for a while you lived on that side of Europe. So mm-hmm. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But just once longer. again, just in case any I don't know geography kids are listening to this or anyone at school for some reason has stumbled across this. Norway is nowhere near Poland. And if you write that in a paper, you will fail hard. And you no, can't use the excuse Dave from Metal Epidemic said they were this close not apart. Physically close, but literally docking the dicks, you know what I mean? Like like foreskins over each other. That's not happening. That's they're not the Listen. They're connected at the heart, alright? Oh. Connected at the heart. Yeah. It's, it's a spiritual connection. <laughs> Did you have any connection to this new Antigamma album, which is the first album in seven years? Um, I'm assuming, you know, from the uh, the the reaction, the, the what? What was it called? Album review roulette. The, the, mm. None of us had heard of Antigamma before, surprisingly. Um, but what did you make of this? What did you think of the new album? As a massive fan of Polish metal and especially death metal, I'm surprised I never heard of them either. Like, mm. 
completely slipped me by. What I'm gonna go look later and see if I actually have one of their CDs in my big box of Polish death metal, <laughs> and I probably will have yeah. <laughs> my big box forgotten. of Polish death metal. It's, it's, and it's just Polish death Kyle metal. Kyle shouted at his wife, "We must bring down from the loft the big box of <laughs> Polish death metal." <laughs> she was like, "Oh no, not again." I just got my back repaired for fuck's sake. Also, love the idea that every time that you open the big box in Polish death metal, a skeleton and bats fall it. <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Pulp Fiction with the golden light. Uh -huh. Yep, and you open it, but you never see what's inside it. Yeah, yeah never. Yeah. I'm just like, and I'll take this one. <laughs> and that one would be Anti Gamma, which was, oh no, wait, this is the new one. First one in seven yeah. years, Kyle. That's the second. Yeah. 22 yeah. years I've been going, and it yeah. shows because this That's is crazy. this is like pretty good songwriting for a grindcore band. Yeah. Not my favourite genre. I, I feel like I say that a lot I when I do metal reviews. Like, not <laughs> my favourite genre. Do you like metal, Kyle? Like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I like one band, one time of the year. Specific time of day. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it, actually. Grindcore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not my favourite thing, but you put progressive in front of anything, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. So... Yeah. Like grindcore to me is, uh, I do lots of very short songs, <laughs> mm -hmm. very very intense songs, lots of blast beats, lots of crazy shit. And I'm just like, okay, it's cool, but it's not really my thing. Fair enough. But this, I got along with surprisingly well. Ooh. Drum fuckery aside, <laughs> literally, the, the, like like about what five seconds into the first song, and I was like. Kyle's uh, going to have issues here. Yeah. Um, I had issues to begin with, but then I looked. I did my best to look past it. To me, it's more triggers than. I think it's more, but I think it's actually more triggers than it is anything else. Which, once again, if you're going with the genre, is not yeah. uncommon in grindcore. No, yeah, yeah, it's especially it's for something that this this style, the snare is usually typically pretty fast. Yeah. So you need something that's going to yeah. cut through. Yeah. You know, samples or triggers is probably quite a common thing with this yeah. genre. And they're not like awful samples either. They're like no, they're no. actually pretty good sounding and they sound kind of natural. So it's not like it's mm. a lot of stuff we've heard where it's just like, fuck me, that is just one snare with no layers. Yeah. It's like, it actually sounds pretty like like the dude is playing. It's, all, it's not like time aligned, it's him playing, but they've just sort of reinforced it with samples. And that's, mm. you know, fucking Megadeth did that 20 years ago. So, I mean, who the fuck are we to complain, right? Mm. <laughs> well, you do, Kyle. What do you pretty mean? much in every review. Sorry. Yeah, because that's because Death Course sucks. <laughs> I mean, moving on swiftly. Anti Gamma. I mean, I listened to this quite a few times, and let me say that that song "Holy Hand" instant. Oh, the riff banger. at the beginning Fuck of "Holy Hand" me. is like Order. right from. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the song on D Manufacture that I love? Uh, this, it's maybe my favorite riff ever. Ah, uh, uh, it was a just... uh, body hammer. Body hammer. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it reminded me of body hammer. Yeah. Like, yes, everything about yes. this right now is was... tickling my taint. <laughs> the first two songs or three songs however many it is before holy hand i was like oh this is pretty Watch good mm. holy hand came and i was like fuck yes fucking yeah. fuck yes sell me on the strength of this one song alone and i'm in <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of it kind of switches between the more intense and the sort of holy hand yeah. ri more riff stuff and i was mm -hmm. like this is really i was really enjoying it way more than i thought when i read grindcore I was like, oh, <laughs> but no i mean i don't really like grind it's probably pretty good <laughs> <laughs> But no, I had a great time with this song. The oh. productions, actually, the guitar tones are fucking threatening. They're like yeah. right in your ear. Mm. <laughs> it's just crazy. Could yeah. have done with a little bit more bass for me, but I mean, 
at that speed, it will probably just be like in your ears anyway. So I'm not surprised they do more of the grindy top end of the bass than the low. So, <laughs> and the the vocal tone on the vocalist is just that yeah. scream it is got, just yeah. unfucking godly. It's I'm unbelievable. That Which song is it? Which song is it? It's a uh, a line, I think. No, Linny. Unclear conversions, my eyesight sucks. <laughs> I have to like lean in to read the song title. He ends it with just, ah, and it's just like, yeah. fucking hell. That's one guy yeah, doing one scream mm. to one microphone. And mm. it was like, just couldn't believe it. That was just like, yeah, okay. Great way yeah. to end the song as well. Just scream. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of stuff to love on this. And uh, for somebody who's not a grind fan, I really did get along with it quite well. And I played it quite a few times yeah. on repeat as well. So I was like, hmm. And yeah. I did like that they named, last, named their last song 2222 after 22 years of being in service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, you'd Don't be remiss by not mentioning the fact that the sexy sax is on that. Once again, returning the sound of the sax. Yep. yep. Sax solo well, in there. You get right there, but you jumped in before me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I recently rewatched The Lost Boys, and I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult to watch that scene and not thing. actually oil your whole body up with <laughs> purple leather pants and just start going. <laughs> but I still believe. I still I a believe. A to watch that movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. Cheers, cool. Right. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I on the other hand do love a bit of grindcore. Dave um, is Mister Grindcore. So yeah, um, when this as soon as this kicked in, and I'm like, I'm talking about ten seconds max of the first track. I got just waves of napalm death. That was just like holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like oh, holy hand, is, Dave. Not holy, <laughs> holy hand. This is fucking awesome. Um, and, and it wasn't like oh, this sounds like a napalm death ripoff. It was more of a like holy shit balls. This is going to be fucking awesome. Um, and when, like when I say napalm death, it's more probably more in the kind of recent kind of napalm death type stuff. Yeah. Um, this from is just in the last like five yeah, years. This has yeah. a more kind of like modern grindcore kind of sound, um, rather than bands like Brutal Truth or Rotten Sound, like the kind of older stuff. Um, from the get go, though, this is like machine gun blasts, savage riffs, hostile as fuck vocals, and just like all bundled up into a kind of ball of fiery intensity. But um, what I found really satisfying, kind of similar to what Kyle was saying, is they don't just like step on the gas for like what is it like 28 minutes or whatever this album is they have those moments where they just kind of like slow it down and then they throw a track like holy hand in which has got this kind of like mid makes you sit there and seat yourself holy hand (laughs) (laughs) had this like um kind of like mid-pace kind of pig destroyer type kind of groove going on Um, it's a a thrash riff that is that right there is about as thrash a riff uh, that has ever thrashed out of a guitar. <laughs> like, see if, like, see if Metallica could write anything remotely interesting than that in the last 20 years. I might want to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, holy thrash hand, Batman. Um, and that for me, like, I, I definitely got the kind of, like, the kind of pig Holy destroyer. hand thrash. <laughs> Had that before. Uh <laughs> That, I definitely got the, uh, the the kind of pig destroyer type vibes on that track, and it's like the longest track on the, the album. It's like the fuck. Sorry, that? that was that. I actually got I'd like a, a call came in there. I just cancelled it. You're all right. All right. Um, yeah, it's almost like kind of four minutes long. Um, so I like the kind of slowed down things for a, a decent amount of time before like tearing your new arsehole on the on the next track. Um, but there's also some like kind of 
kind of eerie kind of experimental guitars on that track which are like quite dissonant almost kind of like really kind of tangled sounding and um, had like a like a not quite as intense but like a imperial triumphant type kind of like streak to it if you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool really unexpected as well um and like the guitar the guitar playing in particular is well worth a mention here because it is fucking killer yeah like not only is it varied and precise but the riffs just absolutely tear your face off like very disjointed and jagged like a like uh, like pig destroyer meets gadget but a bit of kind of napalm death in there and the way that they kind of jump in tempo and sync up with the, the bass drums and stuff is absolutely awesome the, the drummer's an absolute beast as well um but yeah the guitars really impressed me um just really just really good shreddy guitars um if you know guitars maybe should have been called some like shreddy kruger or you know something like that you know just he wants to change his you name. You did not go there. You're a bad man. What? There are people listening to this right now fucking booing their devices right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, uh, let me put it this way. The Oscar music should be playing and you should be taking off stage. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. That's what it should be called. Um, sh- I mean, Sebastian's cool. I mean, it's all right. Um, but you know, even a middle name, like Freddy Krueger. Um, Sebastian anyway. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah, the that worked. Um... Okay, vocals. I want to talk about the vocals. Um, Let's do the vocals, Dave, because we're, we're, we're a, a, a distinct lack of vocal conversation just now. Yeah. Um, vocals Vocals are really cool. Like, I think the vocals are a really cool tone. Uh, and at first I was like, okay, maybe he's just going to do this really like visceral tone throughout the album. But it doesn't. You know, he mixes it up. There's some really cool mids in there, almost like kind of shouty, kind of hardcore punk type vocals. Really cool. Really enjoyed that. One thing that did kind of bother me, though... Um, there's something in the vocal production. There is something going on there. Um, at times, it sounded like there was maybe some kind of effect on his voice. Um, it almost sounds like he's underwater at times. Um, like, I mean, I might, I might be totally wrong here, but at first I was like, hmm, I'm not sure about that. And then as the album went on, I got into the kind of second half of the album, and it, it kind of bothered me less and less. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't distracting enough to kind of take me out of the album, but it just it sounded sometimes sometimes it sounded like it was maybe it was maybe doubled up with something, um, or there was some kind of effect on there. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but it was something kind of bugging me a little bit. Um, but then at times, it was the kind of reason that the tracks were memorable as well mm-hmm. because it was a particular sound of the vocals that kind of made me kind of think about that track. So it kind of worked in its favour oddly as well at the same time, but. Loved the vocals. I loved his tone. I think he's absolutely killer. Lots of like hostility in his voice, which is really cool. There was just something in the the production of it that I wasn't quite sure about. Um, great length, twenty eight minutes, like really easy listen. Um, and because they like to play with tempo and rhythm, it, it didn't just become like half an hour of blast beats and grind riffs. It's got a, a lot of really nice slower parts. Some some like kind of almost kind of cleaner vocals in there as well, and some nice kind of nods to the the kind of old hard the kind of old hardcore punk bands as well. Um, Muteness and Hindrance both had that like kind of hard po- hardcore punk t- type elements in the vocals and the riffs and rhythms, which is cool. Um, highlights were obviously Holy Hand, which we mentioned, really cool grooves on that one. Um, unclear con- conver- Unclear Conversions was the other one that I really liked. Um, really awesome, um, great verses, um, just you know filled with relentless blasts and riffs that are really like kind of contorted. Um, but you know what's cool is because it's so visceral when it breaks into the groove. At about like a minute into that track it's really satisfying because you just like feel your head go as that kind of kicks in so really nice kind of transitions from the really intense stuff into the grooves um 
The last track that you meant is cool as well. The last track with a bit of brass on it. Um, again, it feels a bit more experimental, um, being the last track of the album. As I mentioned, a little bit of Imperial Triumphant or even um, Ethel Duath as well. That kind of mm. like crazy, kind of jazzy, kind of darkness to it as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, like the production on this, it was a lot cleaner than I was expecting for a grind album. Like we've heard recently, we've had a lot of bands go extremely filthy and, and grimy, you know, like you're full of hell and all that sort of stuff in the production. Um, but this had a more kind of modern sound, like a kind of crisp Pig Destroyer, you know, that kind of like Book Burner or Head Cage, those, type, those types of albums. I, 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 I like that because I think if you go the other way, I think you lose some of that distinction in the guitar yeah. work. Yeah, you can do, yeah. Um, or even Gadget as well, another one, uh, The Great Destroyer, had that kind of similar type vibe. So I, I was really impressed. That it's cool to hear bands still... You know, they can they can play like demons and write this really ferocious material, but they can still package it up with a production that sounds current, but you know, still has a bit of texture to it as well. So yeah, I mean, I love grindcore. This was right up my street. Um, not like anything like revolutionary on the grindcore front, but I, I like this particular style. Like I got a kind of ton of satisfaction um, from it. Um, lots of air drums being played as well during this album. What of this? Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Duncan, what are you thinking? So, a couple of things. Okay. Uh, once again, glad that I don't do the old linear notes uh, from the PR company. I'm struggling to get my head around the progressive elements here, um, right. to be honest. I think you are right, there are, there are times where they throw a kind of more discordant guitar styling. Yeah, but then that's yeah. that to me is you know it's not prominent in here and it's not things that other grindcore bands don't utilize for the most yeah. part. The aforementioned yeah. Pipe Destroyer is a great example of that. If the progression is a progression into the world of kind of early nineties thrash, <laughs> then yeah, if that's what we're progressing out to, this album actually owes quite a lot to that, uh, specifically in the guitar work, and you get it not on tracks like Holy Hand, uh, but even like that, like those, when you were talking about the breaking into the grooves, a lot of those grooves that kick in are, are reminiscent in 90s, like 90s thrash. Hmm. Um, a track like The Howler, the second last song, which is a fucking awesome song, and no one's mentioned hmm. it yet, and I'll mention it right now, which starts <laughs> oh, off... Right. Yeah, I was sorry. Like, uh, although I think a howler something. I mean, like, uh, is a howler not like a? It's basically like a lock. Ugly person, though. Yeah, no, I think it's like locking. <laughs> Absolute howler. No. I think in America it means you get locked in a bar to drink. Oh, oh you know, you come to the 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 thirty third annual howler. I don't know. That's in <laughs> Minnesota, right. maybe from that accent. Could be anywhere. Yeah. To be honest with you, could be Timbuktu. But that's a different podcast. Tim Horton. I thought you were going to say that. Tim Horton. It could be Tim, Tim Horton. Horton. <laughs> you know, it could be. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> you know what you're doing wrong there. You want a boot. Um, that's also once again nothing like a Canadian accent. I apologise to our listeners in Canada. We love you very much. Subscribe and like. Uh, but the Howler, which is predominantly like very very intense mm. kind of grindcore at the beginning, and then switches almost effortlessly at the halfway mark right into a big old thrash riff, mm. and it sounds great. Although it's a kind of death, kind of nineties death metal inspired thrash riff, and it works really really well. Um, so a couple of points that I want to make on this one. One, I don't think there is fuckery on the vocals. No. I think that's his tone. And what I think they're mm. doing is actually, I think that particular tone that Sims kind of kind of muggy is the word that I would use, <laughs> is I think they're just raising it in the mix. 
And mm. I think it's I think he's doing a you know how like some people do the kind of cookie cookie monster vocal and the guy's like you're so low and the mix have to fucking turn it up because no one can fucking hear it. Mm. So what do you mean? I need to turn this up. Um I think it's that and I also think it's doubled. Yeah. So I think it's doubled but it's not synced up perfectly. Could so be. I think there's a there's a there's a kind of slight variance there, but I don't think there's an effect necessarily over it. I think it's mm. just doubled and and uh, raised Could in be. the mix. Mm-hmm. Um so that was one thing I wanted to say. Second thing I wanted to say is, um, I kind of love hate the production on this. Um, for the most part, I think, and this is where I'm going to get hate mail from Dave. He will actually text out to me rather than call me out on the show. That's what it does. So I get hate mail. Um, I think at times the drums are a little bit too loud, if I'm honest. Not all the way through, and it's not consistent, but at times I felt they were just too predominant with everything else. When the vocals themselves are not as loud as what I'm hearing on the drums, that at times can be an issue for me. And I feel like as a vocalist, you should be like clearly audible above everything else. Mm. Speaking as a vocalist, um, so that was a, a little <laughs> observation there. Guitar work on this is fucking prime. It's like, like honestly, it's top level, premier, excellent. He code switches at styles with ease pace and all the rest the drummer is incredible as well because he makes it sound the transitions work so smooth mm. my, my issue with some grindcore is the reason i'm not the biggest fan of it is that sometimes the transitions sound abrupt because they're like well how do we get into this amazing riff you've done well we'll just play it anyway we'll just mm. hit the snare drum and then just go into something else <laughs> they never did this the transitions work really 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 smooth and yeah. i i love that aspect about it um like you guys were saying, I don't necessarily think anything you're hearing on here is something you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. But in a world where, like we said before, like th- th- there are producers now that and bands that want to take that grindcore style and make it like sound dank and basement-like, mm-hmm. there's something really refreshing about a kind of traditional approach to making things sound very clean and pristine on a grindcore release, especially when you're going to code switch into those um, those thrash riffs, that's not going to transition well, that needs to be audible it needs to have the grooves and the grooves are great on this one mm-hmm. um, I think personally that I would have liked a bit more of a 50-50 on the styling if I'm honest um, and I think 2222 or 2222 or 2222 <laughs> I don't know, the band wrote it down um, I think that track is is tantalising on what they could be doing in that more progressive vein of, we mentioned it, Imperial Triumphant, a band that really throws everything. I'm fairly sure they play a kitchen sink in their album. <laughs> There's that much instrumentation in it. But they, they verged into that and it shouldn't have worked as good as it did and it really fucking worked well to the point that I would like to see them be a bit more daring. Like the the like it's not a safe sounding album by any stretch in the imagination, but there were segments where I felt like I have heard other bands do this stuff at that level before, and the final track was the one where I actually started to hear something a bit more experimental, dare I see a bit more progressive, and it worked really fucking well. Mm. So I would like to see them maybe try a bit more of that, maybe maybe think a little bit more out of the box because they can clearly do it. Out with that though. It's very rare that I sit here on Grindcore release and and talk with as many positives as I have, and my grateful reflector as such. 
Interesting. Okay. So, um, Antigamma, uh, the new album, White Out. Um, what are we going to score this one? <laughs> what are we giving to this album? Okay, what is your scoring for this album? This one is going to be a four. Four from Kyle. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I will join you on that four out of five, Kyle. Um, I really enjoyed this. Good pacing, good variety of tempo, plenty of meaty riffs, and production that's punchy but not underproduced. Um, plus, sits nicely under that 30 minute mark, which just makes it easier to hit the play button. It's got some um, tasty da- uh, David Lynch saxophone. It does have some tasty David Lynch, but I thought you were going to say it has some tasty Dave on it, and I was like, Dave on this? Oh, really? <laughs> tasty Dave. Well, but I uh, just used when you pull up to the drive thru and like, I take your order, and I'm like, I'll have one tasty Dave, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flies with that shake. Large? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only comes in large, Dave. Only comes in large. <laughs> Super size me. I'm sorry we can't, we can't perform that procedure. <laughs> Medically painful. Um, uh. uh <laughs> Duncan, why why are you scoring this a three point five? See, Dave, that's where you're wrong. I'm scoring that four. <laughs> See, you're, this you're is going three point like, five. Aren't sometimes you? smugness does not. You were going three point five, but I'm glad no. I pushed you a four though. That's good. No four four. Like like I said before, the, my once again my biggest gripe here is that at times the production I feel is a little bit inconsistent in terms of the mm. mix overall. Um, the songs are great though like see like see the groove stuff like the transitions into the groove stuff there are bands just not doing that not like fully aware that you can change mm-hmm. and not have a song at just like ball kicking pace all the way from start to finish and they do that which to me just shows maturity and they're 22 years I think that's what you get when 22 years in the grind it's the reason Napalm Death are so interesting right now is that they've They've done all the extremest shit they've ever done, and then they're like, you know what? You know, we can just do what we want, and I think yep. we, we get a taste of that on here. Yep. Definitely a four, definitely a four. I think where they go to go up a point five or even maybe more than that is the stuff that they were doing towards the end. They just do a bit more of that because it's it's so fucking good. And I'm not mm. saying they have to have a saxophone in every song before people start fucking commenting. You mm. don't have to do that, but even the playing in the background. Is yeah. more jazz like, and yeah. they yeah. they clearly can do it. So a bit more of that, I think, personally breaks the album a bit more. So four, yes. you couldn't give it less than a four. No, you couldn't. I agree. So <laughs> no, you were you were thinking I was going to give it less than yeah, a four. Yeah, I did. Yeah, pretty so. sure. Um, Fuck you, Dave. Anti- <laughs> Anti Gamma and White Out on July fifteenth on Self Made God. Records. Um, links below to the band's Facebook and to the band camp so you can check it out. Let us know what you think of this one. Happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah!